tonight, only on Disney+. Plus. My name is Taylor. Welcome to the Eras Tour. Experience Taylor Swift's record-breaking Eras Tour. Swift Vieira's Tour, Taylor's version, with four additional acoustic songs. Streaming tonight only on Disney Plus. You're listening to All the Books, a weekly show of recommendations and enthusiasm regarding the week's new book releases. This is episode 234, and today we are talking about books being released on November 12th, 2019, and more. I'm Liberty Hardy, here with Kelly Jensen, and we're coming to you from bookriot.com. Hey there! Hello! How's it going? It is going. How about you? That's basically all I can say about everything (laughs) today, too. We are recording this on November 7th. Uh, The show just went up from last week this morning because of so many technical difficulties. Um... Very sorry about the wait, uh, but it happens, you know, it's up. And now we're going to talk about books, and like we usually do, you know. It's going to be awesome, but it's been a long week now. <laughs> oh, it has been so long. It has been a very long week. Yeah, well, <laughs> it happens sometimes. It's the end of the year. It's it's weird. Like, mm-hmm. I keep I keep seeing, every time I go to a bookstore now, I keep seeing books that we talked about, like, at the beginning of the year, they're in paperback already. Yeah, I had noticed that, too. I'm like, this year has been, like, 12 years long. Yeah. But at the same time, I'm like, what? How can that be in paperback? Like, yeah. Bowl Away and The Dreamers. And I'm just like, wait, no, that just, oh, yeah, okay, yeah. <laughs> but it's all good. As long as we're talking about books, everything is good. Um, before we talk about books, I do want to tell you about our first sponsor. Today's episode is brought to you by Revel Fiction and Double Take, the first book in a breathtaking new series from Lynette Eason. Detective James Cross has been honorably discharged from the Army Criminal Investigation Division due to wounds sustained. Meanwhile, physician assistant Lainey Jackson is going through some things. She's 18 months out from an attempted murder perpetrated by her ex, which ended when she managed to grab the weapon and shoot him. When he appears to have survived and is back to finish the job he started, Lainey insists it's not possible. But someone is trying to kill her, and she does keep seeing his face. So, Lainey and James must work together to find out who exactly is after her and why he wants her dead, and failure is not an option. Pick up Double Take by Lynette Eason for tight and fast-paced writing. U.S. Today bestselling author Lynette Eason will leave you breathless with this new book, It's the first in a brand new series. Thanks again to Revel Fiction and Double Take, the first book in a breathtaking new series from Lynette Eason for sponsoring this episode. Today's episode is brought to you by National Geographic Books. The Cave is the incredible memoir of Imani Balur, a young doctor and activist who ran an underground hospital in Damascus, humanizing the enduring crisis in Syria. The only woman to have ever run a wartime hospital in Syria, she saved many from the atrocities of war while having to face the patriarchal conservatism around her. Amani Balur is a game changer. Listen, she will be remembered as one of history's greatest. She's a passionately committed humanitarian and she is determined to help others escape the horrors that she survived. 
Make sure to pick up the memoir, The Cave by Amani Balour and Rania Abuzaid for a memoir that expands on the 2019 Oscar nominated film by the same name, which documents her experience running the hospital, shielding children from horrific sarin attack, losing colleagues, trying to employ more women in the hospital, and eventually leaving and becoming a refugee. So make sure to read about this amazing woman. And thanks again to National Geographic Books for sponsoring this episode. And now I'm going to talk about books. Uh, my first pick this week is so interesting. So glad that I read it. You know, like, I, you know, I always try to read a little bit of everything and it's so rewarding because this book is so interesting. It's called Secondhand Travels in the New Global Garage Sale by Adam Ooh. Minter. Yeah. Ooh. He wrote a book uh, before this about junkyards, I believe. I did not read it. Um, but this one is kind of sort of on that sort of theme, except it's about secondhand stuff. Like... You are moving. You're getting rid of stuff. You don't want to throw it out. Uh, or you, like, take it to the dump and give it to, like, the, you know, secondhand section that they have there. Or you bring it to the Goodwill or whatever you have for donations in your area. Like, do you ever think about it again? Do you ever wonder what happens to it? Probably not. Uh, this is a book about what happens to that stuff. You'd be surprised at how much of your stuff is refurbished and reused and resold Secondhand sales are, like, in the multi-billion dollars. It's a multi-billion dollar industry every year. Um, and, and yet, it's not even making a dent in all the new stuff that we buy. Uh, and, and so he kind of examines, like, why do we need new stuff? Even if something isn't broken. Like, it's part of it is that, you know, consumerism, we're told constantly, newer, better, newer, better, newer, better. And so we're always like, yes, let's replace this, and let's get new clothes, and let's get new shoes, and let's do that. Um, and sometimes we just get rid of stuff. And so it's like our stuff goes not just in this country, if you're donating, you know, from here, it goes all around the world. You would be surprised. I'm going to say that a lot this for this segment. <laughs> you would be surprised how much of your stuff goes overseas. Um, and Mintner traveled to Tokyo, to Ghana. Um, he goes around the American Midwest and he goes to all these shops and looks at like why in a time where. We are running out of space where, you know, we are ruining the climate, you know, where, you know, we are sending garbage out to sea and looking at shooting it into space. Why do we keep buying more stuff? And he also meets all these interesting people who sell and or refurbish our old stuff. Uh, and, you know, like clothing alone is is just an amazing industry and like secondhand clothing. And again, like I said earlier, not even putting a dent. Not even, like, competition with sales of new things. It's bananas. Uh, and it's... It also He also examines, like, how racism and status plays a part in, like, where your stuff ends up. Which countries get it. Who gets it. How much it costs in different places. Um, a lot of it is a racket. He talks about how some things, you know, we're told are like, oh, it's bad to have this certain item if it's this many years old. And it's not, and they're, like, not. He's, he talks about, like, car seats, like how car seats are a crazy expense, and they are actually much better than you'd think for a lot, a lot longer, but they're causing, like, you need a new car seat for your baby. And also about how some companies just flat-out sabotage their items uh, to get you to buy new ones. Um, Apple does not come off well in this book, as you could probably imagine. Um, it's so fascinating. It's so fascinating. And it's, like, what, it's full of stuff about what happens to our stuff. Because, seriously, like, 
out of sight, out of mind, mostly. You know, you you give something away and you don't really think about it again. I mean, maybe you do, um, but most people probably do not. And it's just, it's so interesting. So again, it is called Secondhand Travels in the New Global Garage Sale by Adam Minter. That sounds so interesting. Yeah. My first pick is one I've been waiting for for a long time, and I'm so excited I was able to get my hands on a copy. It is Wildlife Dispatches from a Life of Baboons and Button Downs by Kina Roberts, and it's a memoir. It's an absolute delight and refreshingly unique. So this one was published for adults, but uh, it's a story about Roberts' youth, and I think that her voice is one that'll connect with both teen and adult readers. So this is a story about Kina, her sister, and her parents, and her parents are research primatologists, and as a family, they spend half of their years working in Botswana in a what they call a baboon camp, and then the rest of the year, they live off the main line outside Philadelphia, and Kina and her sister go to a private school. So it's a really fascinating story of falling in love with Africa and growing up understanding what it is to be privileged enough to live such a life, as well as what it is to have a really wild and free and yet also downright terrifying childhood where literally like wildlife surrounds you and you can't always control um, what these animals are going to do. So it's a memoir told in anecdotes with a number of pictures and it also includes some entries from Kina's diaries. And what I really love is that you get to see the profound respect Keenan and her family have for nature and wildlife and then more the respect that they have for native Botswanans and the people who help them acclimate to such a rural experience. So this baboon camp that they're at is four hours from the nearest city, which, as we're led to believe, is not much of a city at all. It's just a small town. Um, and... All of these stories and all of these interactions with the people who work with them and help them to navigate cultural differences here are, uh, they're so full of heart and compassion in a way that um, doesn't at all come off as colonialism or white saviorism. Instead, it's very clear that uh, Keena and her family know their visitors and that this is really a book about being visitors and outsiders, both when it comes to being in Africa, when it comes to being part of nature, and then even more. Um, I loved how she was able to interweave her less than happy American experiences uh, with this wild and free and very, very different experience she had growing up in the literal wilds of Africa. Um, just a really wonderful and different memoir and one that uh, is a pretty quick read, too. And that is Wildlife Dispatches from a Life of Baboons and Button Downs by Kina Roberts. Okay. My next pick is The Book of Lost Saints by Daniel Jose Older. It actually came out last week, uh, but I didn't get a chance to talk about it. And I'm going to talk about it now because he's awesome. We're big fans of his here at Book Riot. And his last few books have been for teens and middle grade readers. But this one is an adult novel. It's about a Cuban family. There is a young man named Ramon. He lives in New Jersey. He works as a security guard slash DJ. Uh, I guess when I said slash, it makes it sound like at the same time. And that would be cool, but he works as a security guard and a DJ, I guess I should say. <laughs> um, I'm at like a, that's Maybe like I just invented a new, a new profession. I don't know. Um, <laughs> but 
He had an Aunt Marisol who he never met. Uh, she disappeared after the Cuban Revolution. And it's just sort of like been this story in his family. Uh, his mother had two sisters. Um, two of the girls disappeared. And guess what? Though uh, Marisol's spirit has come to visit Ramon. So he is going to get a chance to meet her. Uh, and she wants him to find out what happened to her so she can be at peace. Now, let me tell you, I love a restless spirit needs to be at peace story. I really, <laughs> really do. Um, even when, even like when the spirits are really mean and awful because they're restless, like you gotta, you gotta sort that out. It's only fair. Um, so Marisol's spirit narrates the whole book. Um, it's like, I've seen a lot of people say this online, so I don't feel terrible saying it takes a tiny bit to get used to it at the beginning, like to figure out like what's going on and, and sort it out, but it's totally worth sticking with it. Um, you know, it's cause there's a lot going on. Um, and, you know, it's sort of like her whole, she does the whole book and you see her memories of when she was in Cuba. Um, there's a, there's, it's a, like I said, it's an adult book. There's, there's sex, there's violence, there's profanity. Um, you know, it's during a war, you know, terrible stuff happened. So, um, you know, trigger warnings if you're sensitive to that kind of stuff. Uh, but Ramon ends up going to Cuba to like, because, you know, it's much harder to find out what happened in Cuba if you stay in New Jersey. Uh, so he ends up going to Cuba to sort of figure out what happened to Marisol. Um, and it also helps him to understand his family's history and where they came from and, you know, why people are the way they are in his family. Uh, it's, it's so great. I love a, I love a saucy spirit book. Uh, Marisol is indeed, she's, she's got quite the spirit in her spirit. And Daniel Jose Older, I, mean, I don't think he can help but be funny. Like, it's just impossible because he's hilarious. And so there are some also funny parts in this book. Um, but it's so good. It's The Book of Lost Saints, and it's by Daniel Jose Older. And now, I keep forgetting, like, where we are in the show. Now, <laughs> <laughs> we are, I'm going to tell you about our next sponsor. And okay, now, Kelly, I'm very excited about this book. Please tell us. Yeah, so my next pick is The Forgotten Girl by India Hill, and I was really hoping to read more horror in October, but between Audie's listening, which I've listened to at this point like 150 hours of audio, and we're only about halfway through the titles that will get this round, um, between that and reading for all the books, I didn't get to as much horror as I wanted to, but fortunately, this one was such a great, great middle grade spooky story that it it made up for the fact that I didn't get as much in as I wanted to. So, the story follows 11-year-old Iris and her best friend David, who sneak out one night to play in the woods near their home, and when Iris lies down to make a snow angel, she discovers that she's made it on the ground beside a graveyard with the name, or with a gravestone with the name Avery Moore on it. So after they head home, strange things start happening, and kind of without questioning it too much, Iris knows she's being followed by this girl from the graveyard that she'd happened upon in the woods. But she can't tell anybody about it because she'd snuck out, after all. But day by day, things are getting more and more serious, with this ghost, and she and David become more aware that they need to really understand the truth of Avery, who she was, uh, what she's doing, and what it is she wants, and why she keeps kind of butting into their day-to-day -day activities. 
So Iris and David get the chance to do this uh, thanks to a class project where they're to write about an important part of their town's history. So as they begin to work on this project, they learn that Avery's grave is part of a larger history of segregated cemeteries. And um, in, in uncovering this part of history that took place both in their community and other communities throughout the USA, um, Iris and David figure out why it is Avery has taken a shine to them. Um, and it has something to do with her connection to one of their own loved ones. Uh, this is a chilling and evocative read, and it approaches a really fascinating um, aspect of history when it comes to race and segregations that a lot of readers, including myself, uh, might be woefully unaware of. And um, I loved Iris's voice in this book, and her concerns and her um, mindset are so perfectly 11 years old. There's this one scene, and, and it shows up more than once, where she talks about wanting to do better on this project than this mean girl in her class. And every time it comes up, I was just like, man, I remember being 11 years old and wanting to do better than the mean girl on my project, too. And um, that desire really drives her ability to dig into this history and learn so much more than she ever thought she would learn about her own town. Uh, and that is The Forgotten Girl by India Hill. Okay, my next pick... I just closed my notes. That's no good. Um, I'm just going to make it up. No, my next pick is On Swift Horses by Shannon Pufal and also came out last week. Possibly my favorite cover of the year. It's just striking. It's like light teal with a mushroom cloud, but the mushroom cloud has like flowers on the top and they're bright pink. It's it, You'd have to see it to understand, but it's amazing. Um, so it's I was really excited for this. Because I heard it took place in the American Midwest. Ooh. And at first, for some reason, that my brain translated that as, like, Western, Old Western. And so I started yeah. reading it, and I was like, oh, wait, no, it's not. But it's still so good. <laughs> it's actually set in 1956. I realized, like, I don't read a lot of books that take place in the middle of the 20th century. Um, and this one is just amazing. So it's about a, a woman named Muriel. She is 21. She's living on her own in Kansas, uh, her mother died and left her the house, and she's kind of restless, and these acquaintances of hers, Lee and Julius, who are brothers, are discharged from the Navy and come back to town, and Lee has always kind of had the hots for Muriel, and so she finally decides, like, she's, she, she agrees to marry him, and so they get married, and the, the three of them move out to San Diego, and while she's out there... Uh, she realizes, like, she has a real connection with Julius. Like, they stay up and they have these conversations and she just finds him to be, like, the most interesting person that that she has met. Um, and she's not, like, super happy that she's married or with anything that's going on, but she really likes Julius's company. However, he splits and moves to Las Vegas. Um, so now Muriel is there with Lee, uh, not happy in her marriage. She takes a job as a waitress and... Several of the customers in the restaurant where she works are gamblers, and she sort of picks up these tips about horse racing and betting on horses, and then starts doing it herself. And so now, she's winning, and it's kind of like this other secret that she's keeping. She is now making all this money, but she doesn't, like, tell Lee. And meanwhile, Julius is out in Las Vegas, he's working at a casino, and he falls hard for 
a card cheat named Henry. Uh, but when Henry is discovered, he has to flee town, and Julius goes after him, and they end up in Tijuana. It is such an exciting, electric novel. It's so thoughtfully paced, and it's just... It, I, I just loved it. Um, you know, it's the story of dreams and failures, uh, but as well as, like, desires and things that are unattainable, especially for uh, a queer person or a woman at, in that time period. Um, it, it's, it's so fantastic. I cannot wait to see what she writes next. Uh, it is called On Swift Horses, and it is by Shannon Pufal. My next pick is All-American Muslim Girl by Nadine Jolie Courtney. And when I picked up this book, I expected it to be fine. But it was so much better than fine. I think it's maybe one of my favorite ways in recent memory. And one that I really hope doesn't get lost in the swell of the best of lists and most anticipated lists that we see so frequently this time of year. So, stories about Allie Abraham, who is a straight-A student, and she has so many things going for her, including this super cute boyfriend named Wells. But as she gets to know Wells better, she discovers that his dad is the infamous Jack Henderson, who is a conservative, bigoted commentator on a conservative news television show. Uh, Allie is Muslim, despite being white, and what unravels throughout the story is how she navigates the realities of her experiences and her interest in Wells with the hate and Islamophobia his father holds and shares. Um, it's a book about what it means to be who you are and to own your beliefs. Uh, Allie can easily disguise her faith, but she chooses not to do that. And what ensues is a story about this idea of being a, quote, good girl and being a, quote, good Muslim as it relates to her skin color and about the white privilege she has because she is a, a white Muslim. Um, it's, it's a fascinating story and... I loved that the premise was about dating somebody whose father is this well-known bigot um, and how she navigates, like, staying true to herself and her faith versus also staying in this relationship with this boy that she really cares about and who doesn't seem to share his father's beliefs. Uh, it's a really timely and engaging story, and Allie as a character is just really Fabulous. I really love this one. Um, that's All-American Muslim Girl by Nadine Jolie Courtney. All right. My last pick is actually a book that I have not read. I do not <laughs> do this very often, but I was explaining to Kelly before we started recording. Um, I have read some of the books that are out today. I did not love some of them, so I had to save a couple of the good ones for the newsletter. Um, but I have not read this book yet, but I am very, very excited about it. It is called Some of Us Are Very Hungry Now by Andre Perry. It's a collection of essays that comes out from one of my favorite small presses, $2 Radio. So I already know that it's going to be exceptional. Um, but it's Perry's collection. It's uh, From what I have read, it's more like a memoir in essays. They are about race, identity, and place in America and elsewhere. He visits several cities in America. He also visits Hong Kong and gives like his personal reflections on what he sees. But like also I guess these essays are some of them are in like different formats. Like it sounds really cool. Like one is multiple choice and one is like in the format of a screenplay. One is set up like a talk show, which just sounds awesome. And 
you know, he's a very open and vulnerable writer and just so talented. That's all I've read everywhere. Everybody loves this book. So uh, this is definitely what I'm going to be picking up next when I finish the show, basically. Basically, I just <laughs> read and then I do other things that I have to do and then I go back to reading. So that's what I'll be doing. But um, if you like Henny Fedorokib or Mitchell Jackson, this definitely is for you. And I will weigh in later after I've read it and let you know what I thought. I'm sure it's going to be amazing. So again, it is called Some of Us Are Very Hungry Now, and it's by Andre Perry. So my last pick is going to be a little bit uh, non-conventional, like your last pick. Um, (laughs) (laughs) It's The Witches Are Coming by Lindy West. And um, I'm going to start by saying I wasn't a huge fan of this book personally. But uh, one of the things about being a reader is that you understand not everything is for you, but you can still recommend that a book that you know other people are going to dig, even if you weren't a huge fan of it. And I feel that way about West more broadly and this collection specifically. So um, this is her second collection of essays, and they dig into politics and pop culture, as is her style. But rather than pull from current pop culture, what West does is explore the pop culture of her coming of age years. So uh, entertainment that probably a lot of people in their 30s grew up with. Um, She's in her 30s. I understood all these references. Um, and um, she talks about things like the work of Adam Sandler as well as the long-running South Park series and why the work by these men and so many men were popular for so long and how they um, are representative of white male privilege and entertainment and how that reflects today's current political state. Um, Like with her first book, it's a mix of new and previously published pieces, including one that did resonate um, with me in terms of how publishing can't seem to get away from mysteries and thrillers. The piece is called Ted Buddy, excuse me, Ted Bundy was not charming. Are you high? Um, And it digs into this whole true crime um, phenomenon going on. Uh, Her voice in her writing is very much like her voice in any space that you read her. And I think she's one of those writers that you either connect with deeply or you won't. But uh, readers who are looking for a new collection of essays, particularly ones that are about uh, current politics, about being a millennial, about um, how past pop culture has influenced where we are now culturally. Uh, this is this is a book that's worth picking up. And that is The Witches Are Coming by Lindy West. Okay. So we did it. We did it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm 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 so sorry. I'm so out of it today. Like I, with everything that was going on, I was traveling and I was like, you have to record the show again and and I just, I just, I'm like, I thought it was Wednesday most of today until you were like, I'm going to be ready to record. And I was like, oh, yeah, it's Thursday. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I'm just excited that, you know, we got to hang out and talk about books. Yeah. Um, I So those are our new picks, as unconventional <laughs> as some of them were. Um, what are you going to read next? Uh, I'm going to read The Body by Bill Bryson. I have been wanting to read this one, and... I finally think I have some time to read it. It's I thought it was a little book because most of his books have been like decent size, 
but I looked at it at the airport bookstore the other day when I was traveling because um, I was going to pick it up there. And this thing is massive. I was like, oh, I'm not, that's not an airplane read. That's a, <laughs> I'm at home and have time to read kind of book. Um, but I'm excited to pick it up. What about you? What are you reading next? Well, I am going to read Some of Us Are Very Hungry Now, the book of essays. <laughs> Um, But first, I think I'm going to treat myself to a book that was sent to me from across the Atlantic called The Deathless Girls by Karen Millwood Hargrave. Have you heard of this? I don't think it's out here yet or coming out here yet, but it has snakes on the cover, so it definitely fits in. (laughs) Um, I think it's about vampires, but it doesn't say anything about them Mm. like in the description, but it's about like twin girls and somebody who has like some sort of sway over them. So I'm going to go with vampires. Mm. Yes. Because yes. it's it you know it's hard for zombies to keep people's attention. So <laughs> I'm guessing vampires. Uh so yeah, that's what I'm going to read. Um so that is it for us today. Thanks for hanging out and listening to us talk about books. Uh you can drop us a line at all the books at bookriot.com. You can find us online. We mostly hang out on Instagram now. Yeah. Kelly is at Hey Kelly Jensen. I'm at Franzen Comes Alive. Uh, if you want to give us a treat, you can go to Apple Podcasts and leave us a rating or review. It helps other book lovers to find us. And as much as we would love to tell you about more books out today, who are we kidding? I'm just going to go read books now. Uh, so <laughs> we don't have the time, but you can read about more titles out now in the show notes at bookriot.com slash all the books as well as find a link to our weekly new books newsletter. I don't always explain this, but yes, we have a weekly new books newsletter. I write it, and I also talk about other books. Sometimes you'll hear me say, I'm saving it for the newsletter. I talk about totally different titles that are really awesome in the newsletter, so it's worth signing up. So go to the show notes and click on that link. Uh, And that's it. So in the meantime, happy reading. Happy reading. Happy reading.